Some people love Shakespeare, others not so much. But a Shakespeare adaptation is always a good time. Constellation Theater at 14th and T is featuring a musical called Desperate Measures. It's based off of Shakespeare's play Measure for Measure, but it's set in the Wild West. A gunslinging nun teams up with a sheriff and a saloon dancer to save her brother. Buy tickets now at constellationtheater.org. The show runs through March 17th. Once again, that's constellationtheater.org. Today on CityCast DC, it's our last new episode of the year, and we are turning it over to you. We asked listeners, what did DC do right this year, and where did our city come up short? You said a bunch of interesting things, and Bridget and I have been arguing about them all week. Today is Friday, December 22nd. I'm Michael Schaefer, and here's what DC is talking about. Hey, Bridget. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Mike. Happy holidays. And to you, too, the holiday that's relevant, I think, for our show today, which is our last one before the holidays. That's right. Is uh, New Year's, because we uh, went out and talked with CityCast listeners about what DC did this year that was awesome and what DC did this year that was, like, not so awesome. Yeah, listeners said a lot of good and bad that they think DC has done this year One thing that's interesting is that it sounds like a lot of folks feel like the city is really back after 2020. We got a lot of folks saying that they feel like nightlife has come back, things to do are coming back, and that that feels really good. I'm Bethany. It's like DC's back to regular programming. They have their shit together. Like there's always stuff going on. So that's great to see um, that we're out of our hole and able to get out and do fun things. Hi, my name is Katie, and I think one thing that DC did well this year was hosting Adams Morgan Porch Fest, which I learned about from the CityCast newsletter. My favorite thing came from a listener called Mike. My name is Mike. I'd say probably the best thing this year was listening to CityCast come into its own and really like grow into an important institution for the city. Uh, the worst thing, probably the carjackings or the murders. <laughs> Now, there's a D.C. resident who sounds like he really knows what he's talking about. And he kind of does because he's not alone. So many different folks that we talk to are concerned about crime in the city. Hi, my name is Damon. I live in Petworth. Uh, I like that the city attempted to overhaul its criminal justice system and and fix uh, the sentencing laws. And I hate that the rest of the country stopped us from doing that. Hi, I'm Bruce. Um, this might be kind of a hot button one, but I, I do feel like DC needs to improve or I don't know, have a different strategy when it comes to crime. I just feel like now it's to the point where, you know, my, my wife and I used to live in the city and we live just, you know, just across the border now. But even coming in, sometimes it's you kind of have a second thought because there's so much. I mean, I just read an article yesterday about an FBI agent got carjacked. And to me, that's absolutely insane. And I realize it's it's a complicated issue and you got to have balance, but I, I, I think maybe the pendulum has swung too far in the other direction right now. I think that FBI agent probably had a very bad day on yeah. the, uh, the next uh, day at work because I suspect, I've never been in the FBI, but I suspect you're not supposed to get carjacked if you're in the FBI. No, I don't think that's part of the job. 
Hi, my name is Jenny. Um, I was just asked what is something that I feel like the city of D.C. has not been dealing with very well this year. I would say um, addressing the carjackings that are going on. I just moved back to D.C. after being gone for a few years, and I'm kind of shocked at the amount of carjackings that are going on. So I hope the city has a plan for how to address that. My name is uh, Ryan Rigel, D.C. resident, and uh, we asked our friends uh, about some problems or good things that D.C. is doing, and they said D.C. doubled the carjacking rate, so that would be one of the bad things. Yeah, I think carjackings is like, it's the thing I hear people talking about the most. Now, partly that's, I live in Ward 3. It's not as much of a pedestrian neighborhood, so there's less, like, something happened to me while I was walking around for people to talk about. But that sense of, like, you know, you... We think, you know, you're you're in your car and it's like a safe space. And, you know, this idea that there's one of the supposed forms of carjacking, um, and I say supposed just because there's so much like kind of hype and crazy about it, is like someone bumps you. So you, you do the responsible thing. Like I'm supposed to get out and exchange insurance information and then like this crime happens to you. And I, the, the, I think the sense of like, of like sort of violation and unsafety and like the rules that you think exist don't exist, that is, that's the thing that really freaks people out and it causes these things to be way more corrosive than like, just like 900 people lost their car. I agree. And I think, I don't remember what agency it was, but some official put out some information about how you're meant to drive to prevent carjackings. And it was like, be in the center lane if you can, or, you know, leave a lot of space in front of you. And I don't know, it just the idea that just going to the grocery store, you need to drive like you're at Secret Service agent or in Fast and the Furious to just not get violently carjacked, I can see how that would really be something that feels like a, a, a change in the way of the way of life in D.C. for residents. Yeah. And I think even one story like that can really travel, you know. A lot of the carjackings also is like DoorDash drivers and stuff, which is like a thing that didn't exist before. And if you're a criminal and you're thinking, like, how can I most effectively acquire a, an automobile illegally? Um and knowing that like DoorDash drivers often leave the car idling and run in and then, or at least there's an opportunity to like jump and c confront them as they're on their way out. That seems like a rational. I mean, if you were looking to do something criminal, but, but the, the kind of like random citizen is driving about their business the same way they might've been 20 years ago or 50 years ago. And this happens that I think just has like a, a real like mental effect way out of proportion to the number of them that happen. Definitely. The brand new Arbor at Tacoma is built for your most convenient urban living. Whether you want to enjoy the vibrant Tacoma DC community or comfortably retreat into a sleek sanctuary all your own. The kitchens have striking dark navy and white cabinets and throughout the home, there are wood floors and smart home technology. Some homes even have a private outdoor space. With a quick walk to the Metro, you can easily head into downtown or stay close and enjoy the retail that's on site. Located at 218 Cedar Street Northwest, the Arbor Tacoma offers brand new one and two bedroom condos starting in the upper 300,000s. Visit thearborattacoma.com for more information. That's Tacoma with a K. So T-H-E-A-R-B-O-R-A-T-T-A-K-O-M-A.com. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. 
Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. One of the other components of this conversation is definitely what's going on with D.C.'s youth. How are they feeling? You know, um, from my understanding, a big part of the rise in crime does have to do with D.C.'s youth. And I think it's fair to ask questions about whether or not the city is actually serving young people in a way that helps them understand that they have futures outside of the age they are right now. Hi, my name is Tequina Boston. I think the challenge is, um, you know, we're looking at what's going on with our youth and the impact the pandemic had on them, uh, what we're dealing with absenteeism, we're finding younger people engaged in what we call criminal activity. And, you know, we haven't really thought about how we can look at different ways of addressing these issues that aren't about just punishment or, if I am honest, the absence of programs, after school activities, you know, music, uh, arts, science, etc. for young people or even sports um, and community centers don't seem to be as strong as uh, in the past. And so I'd like to see more done just to strengthen, you know, our city in terms of showing that we really care about young people and invest in them, which means investing in their families and investing in their communities. So folks were really concerned about crime this year. Last year, folks were really concerned about transportation, but there was a little bit of that this year, too. Hi, my name is Christina Malaris. I've lived in D.C. for almost a decade now, which is crazy. I would say that my main thing is that I think D.C. should pave the bike lanes more because I think that a lot of them are in disrepair and it makes it more dangerous to bike in the city. I think cities should be walkable and livable and much more geared towards people than cars. Any time in the history of, of D.C., or at least the last 50 years, if you are to solicit things people complain about, they will say Metro. A twist this year, a complaint we heard was about Metro, but about their buses, not the trains. Hi, I'm Hannah, and I'd like more consistent bus service. So one of the things I love is when you give D.C. residents a microphone, you will get some random complaints. Things like mosquitoes in the city. Hi, my name is Clara, and I think the mosquitoes need some work. Um, I think we need a mosquito prevention program, and I or a mosquito czar, you know, follow in New York's footsteps. That has only been a problem for about a thousand years. <laughs> they did build a city in a watershed known for its mosquitoes. <laughs> well, I have long maintained that uh, it is a nice thing for a city to have a shared enemy or nemesis. And uh, DC lost its this year. Daniel Snyder, the owner of the football team, sold. How, how voluntarily he sold is not quite clear to me, but that is a thing that made a lot of people happy. Hi, my name is Sean. And one thing I think DC did well this year is getting rid of Dan Snyder. So riding high off of that positive Dan Snyder news, we do have some more cheery DC things that folks highlighted. Hi, my name is Catherine. I think Washington, D.C. is one of the most underrated cities in the United States. And I hesitate to say that because I don't want the secret to get out. But it is international. It has many different neighborhoods. And it's a fabulous place to live. And I love the fact that very old women are strong, healthy, and feisty in Washington, D.C. 
Hi, my name is April. Uh, the best thing that happened to me in DC this year was getting a free DC alley cat. Hopped right in my car, found out that it didn't belong to anybody and was not microchipped, and now I have a sweet little baby. In summary, it sounds like the takeaways are crime and murders and carjackings bad, liveliness and alley cats good. So let's have less crime and more cats. And if I could, uh, you know, I think one of the things we've noticed when we've talked about city politics is that it's gotten much angrier, at least among the small tribe of people who are like obsessively following it. And I think it's because they actually are like major things that people really disagree about. Like what policy shall we pursue about crime? And like without having one side or the other of that argument, I sure hope these people actually can talk to each other and uh, work with each other a little bit better about it because the, the level of discourse around that issue is pretty lousy. So that's something you think DC has done badly this year? Yes, and could do better. Okay. I think I've got something that I think DC could do better on. And it weirdly for us, this is not a scolding of like city officials or anything like that. It's to everybody, all of us as a collective. I think this year has to be the most amount of times I have encountered somebody either watching a video or having a conversation on their phone without headphones. Let's not do that, people. People, come on. Headphones, no TikToks in public, not on the bus. Your conversation on the bus could probably wait if you don't have headphones. I think it could probably wait in general, but if you don't have headphones, don't, don't do it on speakerphone. I think can wait for a long time. Yeah, like this, wait till you're home or wait till, till when you get where you're going. Um, yeah, that's something that as a city we could all be better about is being courteous to our fellow residents. Bridget, have an awesome holiday. Happy New Year, Mike. Can't wait to ring in 2024 and keep having these conversations with you. I'll hear you next year. <laughs> That's all for today here on CityCast DC. If you enjoyed the show, put us on your personal list of what DC did right this year and then tell all your friends. And if they want to know who's behind the show in our newsletter, our executive producer is Priyanka Tilvey and our producers are Julia Karen and Dylan Brogan. The newsletter editor is Kayla Cote-Stemmerman. If you haven't subscribed to our daily email yet, check out the link in our show notes. Susanna Brown is our production assistant and our hosts are Bridget Todd and me, Michael Schaefer from Politico. You have a wonderful holiday season and we'll be back on Tuesday with one of our favorite episodes of the year. Talk to you then.